Hello and welcome to the St. Emlyn's Journal Club. I'm Simon Carley. And I'm Rick Boddy. And this is not the St. Emlyn's Journal Club, it is the St. Emlyn's podcast about journal club okay so this is just going to be a quickie isn't it um, about journal clubs how you can make them really good how you can make them work and how you can make them effective particularly the effective thing because there's no point in just having a club unless something good comes out of it absolutely and we've got quite a few years of experience of running journal clubs in our emergency department so we thought it might be a good idea to share it because we know a lot of people are interested in in doing this yeah you put some slides up on slideshare which has got like over a thousand views yeah, it's from a talk at Sweet 16. So Katrine Hruska asked me if I'd talk about journal clubs. And there was quite a lot of interest. Everybody has journal clubs, or, well, not everybody, but most people have some form of journal club. But their variety and their ability to make change and their satisfaction levels do vary. That's right, and we're very lucky to have a very successful journal club. It was already up and running when I came over a decade ago. We thought we'd share some of the secrets and the things that we think make this work. I suppose it's been going a long time, which is always a good thing, and it still gets people coming along to it, and it still has change in the department at its core. So you put together a few ideas about how we make journal clubs. So just just take a step back a second and just think, what is a journal club? It is really a way for a group of clinicians to come together to talk about papers. In its most basic form, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Now, it's easy to think of it as just a sort of get-together to do some critical appraisal, but journal club is actually so much more about that. I think it's about setting the culture for your entire emergency department. What do you mean by that? So the culture is the way we do things round here. And if you think about your emergency department, who is it that's setting the culture? Are you setting a culture? And what culture are you setting? Or is somebody else setting the culture? Is it down to management? Is it down to the process targets? Or is it something else? There'll be lots of things which influence the entire culture, but particularly journal clubs are going to focus around the type of medicine that we practice here, the things that we do, and the reasons and the the fundamental evidence the weight, the culture that makes us do those things in the way that we do. Exactly. So having a journal club is a way of having a culture of evidence-based practice. And it's actually even more than that. It's about having a culture of critical thinking, getting people to question things, think about what they're doing and why. I think that helps us to be much better clinicians. I'd agree. I mean, medicine changes on a regular basis, doesn't it? And we know from other work that the time between good evidence arriving and actually hitting the shop floor, in many cases, like 14 years from a lot of the studies. And I know people like Ken Milne with the SGEM podcast have been doing some fantastic work about shortening that. But we do know there are significant barriers between what we're doing today, whether or not it's actually the right thing to be doing, and whether new evidence comes out, we should be changing. And I think that's part of your idea about this critical thinking thing. It's not just about looking at a paper and saying this is a good quality paper, but the critical thinking is about what are we doing now? Should we be changing what's come along that might challenge what we do? How are we working in a world of dogma? And do we need to get into this concept of dogmalysis? Do we need to change what we're doing, change our beliefs, change the way that we do things around here? So we have a journal club every week. Most weeks. This Friday it's not on because it's Christmas. (laughs) That's right. We are a 24-7 department except journal club (laughs) indeed so uh, sorry every week of the year we'll have a journal club and it's a physical thing isn't it so it's a physical thing on a friday between one and two but not completely confined to that time and space 
No, because we have an online learning environment. Yeah, so we've been using Moodle for a long period of time now, and we recognise that if you do have any meeting in the emergency department which is time and location fixed, most people can't get to it because we work shifts or we have holidays or we have families to look after. And so we've always linked it into an online message board system so that even if you're not at Journal Club, you can still see the paper, you can still take part in some of the discussions around whether it's good quality, and you can talk about cases where you may have applied that evidence. So a good example would have been something like the revert trial. So the revert trial was the management of SVT by putting people in the trendelling position after blowing very hard on a manometer. And we talked about them in Journal Club, we put it on the blog, we did um, stuff around podcasts and things. But the core of our change in our department was discussing that through the Journal Club and then people talking about doing it within the message board system. Exactly, and it really enriches what we do. So the way we work it is we have a rotor. Our trainees take it in turns to present a paper. Originally, we had a rotor of journals as well, so that we covered every emergency medicine journal in a six-month period, and that allowed us to keep up to date with all of the evidence coming out of the, in the emergency medicine literature. More recently, we've changed that because we recognise that if we rigidly applied a specific journal in a particular week and there was no clinically relevant evidence from that journal at the time, then we didn't get as much out of journal clubs. So we've given people a bit more freedom to select papers that are clinically meaningful. So I was always a big fan of this concept of surveillance of journals. So you had this list of journals that we would go through and we would make sure essentially that we'd hit every journal that was relevant to emergency medicine so you wouldn't miss anything of importance. But we also had this filter mechanism that we'd only want to present at Journal Club papers which were clinically relevant to us and also of reasonable or good quality. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to be useful for us to because when we talk about rubbish, we're busy people, we don't want to waste our time. And exactly as you said, it's really interesting when you apply those things together that you can look at some journals, I'm not going to name them, and you can go back a whole year and go, actually, I can't find anything which is both clinically relevant and important and achievable here. And that's actually quite sad, but I, I think it has led to us have a more general approach. And that means that we've actually explored journals which were not previously on our list and where occasionally papers which are very relevant to emergency medicine and good quality and achievable do crop up. And our processes that the trainee who is designated to bring a paper along will present that paper. They'll give us a summary. They'll go through perhaps a critical appraisal checklist. Big fan of checklists. Yeah, it really gives us a, a nice structure to make sure that we incorporate all of the elements of a robust critical appraisal. And it also teaches ourselves and our trainees how to make sure that they don't miss anything when they're going on doing their critical appraisal exams. So they do have to address the statistics. They can't just gloss over it, for instance. That's right. And those checklists are freely available, of course, on the Best Bets website. Just go to resources on the left-hand panel and you can get a whole load of critical appraisal checklists. And so that forms a structure for how we look at each individual paper. But I think the conversation that we have around the critical appraisal, the critical thinking thing, is, is just so important. It's not about one person presenting and everybody else listening. It starts that way, but always at Journal Club, it becomes a conversation. So everybody joins in and contributes their thoughts on whether this paper is scientifically robust and what the clinical meaning of the findings are. Simon Carley just bobbing in here for a second. When we got this reviewed by the team, one of the comments we had back was that, oh, you know, Rick, Simon, you're so enthusiastic about Journal Club. It sounds so easy. But actually, the realities of getting a Journal Club together can be really tough. We've got some stuff about that on the website. But I think one of the reasons why the, the Verchester 
journal club works so well is because we have protected time to do it. So we do it in the midday on a Friday. The junior doctors are encouraged to come off the floor. In fact, they're rostered to come off the floor. It's an expectation that they're there. And we've increasingly started to get the senior people's an expectation that they come along as well. And that's not forced. It's not an absolutely compulsory thing for the seniors, but it's about setting a culture that this is an important thing. It's not an add-on that you put into your system. It is an important thing. And I think those factors have a major influence on its success. The bottom line, though, is if you're struggling with your journal club and you're trying to get there, well, you know, I understand that. But these things can take years to come together. Change the culture, change the way you think about it, and use this to drive change in practice. That's how you get people involved. And so back to the podcast. And so at the end of that, we will have ideas, really. I mean, occasionally we'll see papers and we'll think, well, actually, we've now done a critical appraisal. This isn't for us. It's not for our patients for whatever reason. It could be interesting. But for those papers which are of value, revert trial, for example, how do we then get the message out to other people? Because as I said before, you're only going to have a limited number of people in the room at that time. That's right. So we use our virtual learning environment to spread the word, St. Emlyn's. We also like to blog about the papers Mm -hmm. so we get to a wider audience so we have our journal club series and that allows us to disseminate what we found at critical appraisal for the best papers that might change our practice and of course it links into our departmental practice so if there's something that we feel ought to be incorporated into departmental guidelines we'll liaise with the relevant people who generate those guidelines and um, ensure that there's a process by which they can be incorporated into the next iteration of those guidelines. And so we might see something which completely changes the way that we do things. And as you say, that might link into a best bet topic report and we can change those. And we've got what we call our pinks because they're printed on pink paper, our clinical decision support guidelines. We can change those on the back of this as well. So there's a robust process where we got a degree of surveillance working on what's going on, a degree of quality filter, which is the journal club, the conversation, a pragmatic does this work for us implementation, critical thinking process, and then we have the shop floor processes which link together. And I think that's quite a nice mechanism. And I don't know, I mean I think actually if you ask some people in our department, I'm not sure they would know that this happens, but it does. Yeah, that's right. It's about being part of the culture. And when you've worked at Manchester Royal Infirmary, you know that this is the way we do things. It's very different to other places where I've worked. And it's a nice thing. It really does, I think, get people to think in a certain way. And even when we appraise papers that can't influence our clinical practice, it's still a very, very useful exercise. Sometimes the headline, the title of the paper, the abstract look really impressive. When we go through a robust critical appraisal, we can see holes in it and reasons why we might not want to change our practice. And that's still been a very, very useful process. But at the end of the day, what makes Journal Club is to always bring it back to the clinical problem. So even if this particular solution isn't going to affect our practice, we can still talk about how we are going to approach it in our practice in an evidence-based way. So questions. If you've got a Journal Club, uh, I want you to go home and I want you to think of a couple of things. I want you to think, is it based around your clinical practice? Does your Journal Club influence what happens at the bedside? So number two... We think it's so important to share what you find at Journal Club. Make sure that all of the clinicians in your department get to know about what you found from this critical appraisal process, whether they were physically there or not, and try and share it with as many people as possible. Number three, do the people who go to your Journal Club learn about critical appraisal? Is there a teaching element such that they themselves become the people who can help newcomers to your department after six months a year? Are they actually learning the process of how to read a paper? And number four, Are they having fun? Are they enjoying it? Are they getting something out of it? The bottom line is, Journal Club 
it's got to be part of your political governance and the way that you run things. Is it part of your culture? So go away, just ask yourself those questions, and if it isn't, how are you going to change it? How are you going to make it better? Thanks for that. Enjoy your journal clubs, enjoy your emergency medicine, and have fun. Take care.